Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Okay. Hi, I'm Eleanor. And I'm Kalina. And welcome back to Don't Quote Me On That, where we are both doing our hair. Yeah, that's true. Um, Honestly, this whole thing of no longer having the camera on has been very freeing because uh, half of my brain used to be taken up by making sure I was looking at the camera. Oh and... my god, yeah. And like, not moving. Oh my goodness. And then like, I, I... never drink water, but like, I never wanted water so bad as when we were recording. <laughs> I looked a little bit hostage in some of them because I was like, don't move, don't move, don't yeah. move, look at the camera, don't move, look at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we're having more fun now. And also, we can both do our hair or cook an entire meal. And who's going to know? Nobody but ourselves and the person who edits our thing, so which is Kalina. Yeah. Um, um, note to Kalina, don't make salad when you're recording, Kalina, because it makes a lot of noise. And everyone can hear you chopping your tomatoes and banging the bowl on the counter. <laughs> and nearly cutting your finger off. And then having to go. Well, no, you can't hear. Well, you can't hear me nearly cutting my finger off. You can hear me going, oh. <laughs> but like the actual cutting of the finger, it's silent. Very quiet. Very quiet. You would never know. Uh, anyway, speaking of cutting, we're talking about euphoria. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very impressed. <laughs> um, basically. Kalina and I, I just started watching Euphoria maybe last week, and I've already watched every single episode that's out, and I think, Kalina, you started watching it. I watched it not too long after it came, like, I watched it after season one was done, but, like, not too long after, so I rewatched season one for this, and watched season two, which is still coming out as we're recording, and Mm -hmm. I have to say, I think this is, like, the most up-to-date thing we have ever done in our lives. Oh, absolutely. I'm amazed. If we did it this right... Oh, in 2020. Know. Yeah. Well, like, I, after 2020. I no, mean, like, actually, it's actively it coming out now. <laughs> I just meant it's actively... Like, it's actively coming out now, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, brand new for us. Because I think the last uh, time we talked about a show, it might have been, like, Friends or something. And how, Friends has been over since before I think I was alive. Not quite long, I, but, you know... Close enough. So before I, my brother was alive. that young. Because, I mean, they still have... When did Friends end? I, can I think it ended was... in, like, 2000... Yeah, 2004. Before my brother was alive. My brother was born in 2005, Eleanor. He's a little baby. I don't like that. I have a lot of trouble remembering that, like, people are younger than me. I only remember because of my... If I didn't have my brother, I would, like, not... I wouldn't be able to fathom ages past mine. But also (laughs) the problem is any person I meet that's, like, my brother's age is a baby in my head. Because he's a baby to me forever. Yeah, this girl I was friends with um, in high school just turned 21 and I was, I was looking at her Instagram, and I was like, why are you so excited about a birthday? Because, like, mm-hmm. turning, you know, any, like, 
most After birthdays 21. don't really mean anything, but she okay. was super excited. And I was like, that's kind of like weird. It's just a birthday. And then she said, finally 21. And I was like, what? You, what? Oh, yeah. And then the other thing was like, I was I was a great ahead. So I was always like way younger than everybody else. So I'm used to being the baby in groups. So mm-hmm. now that like sometimes like now I'm the oldest person in a group and I'm like, this is like I played um I played water polo with a bunch of people I had like just met over the summer and I I was the only one on there with an age with my birth year that started with a one and then I had to sit down for a really long time afterwards. Oh my god! The other day I saw a tweet about um how in America because the drinking age twenty one obviously um bartenders now just have to check to see if there's a one at your birth date and then you're good to go. That's horrible. Oh my goodness! I know. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about euphoria. I mean, we are, you know, talking about drinking and whatnot, but... Yeah. Not our drinking, because we would never do that, because we're both good Catholic girls. Um, you're not going to laugh at that. That was really um, funny. That was some of my best work. <laughs> I was going to say, someone should tell us we're good Catholic girls, but I didn't know that. Uh, so, euphoria... Yeah, we're just talking entirely about the first season because I feel like compared to the second season, not enough happened in the first season to kind of dedicate. Yeah, like the first season, I feel like the first season a lot did happen. But now that the second season has started and you have all this context, just so much has been compounded in the last. I think there's six episodes as of when we're recording Mm -hmm. this in season two. So much has happened in those six episodes that season one is like just kind of seems like groundwork. Yeah, watching season like because i watched a couple episodes to revamp for this um nothing happened when i watched it the first time i was like wow so much is going on not really you you don't even know about things happening yet dude (laughs) um (laughs) so anyway it is an american show it's uh just on hbo so it's behind a paywall and um it stars Zendaya, who was the first person, the, the only person in the show that I'd actually heard of before. Like, okay. I, I vaguely knew that Jacob Elordi existed. Um, I kind of vaguely know about Barbie Fiera. But other than that, like, Zendaya is the only person I've seen in anything before. Yeah, yeah. I uh, like her. Me too. I'm trying to... Not to sound sad, and let me get this out the way now rather than later. Uh, why don't I look like that? I know why I don't look like that, but why don't I look like that? Um, because you're not Zendaya. And also, you don't have a whole team of people getting you ready for anything you do. I could. have. I could. Um, Kleena, you could, but can you imagine how much you'd have to pay somebody else to do your hair every day? Like oh, I always, I always said money. if I was famous, I would just pay my mom to come around me because I don't <laughs> trust anyone else's hands in my head. I have a very, I have a very big thing about like when I go get my hair straightened. I've been going to the same lady since I was eleven because her hands like my hair, or my hair likes her hands. But if anyone does anything besides straightening my hair, I have to go to my mother because I don't trust anybody. Also, my eyebrows. I go to the same lady. Um, I but all of that the aside, same lady, but the lady is me. I um don't um back to the I don't trust anyone I don't trust anyone with my about around my eyebrows myself included and I only go get my eyebrows threaded because I'm I I'm terrified of someone with a blade near my eyebrows. That's fair. 
That's horrible. And like we've met me, okay? I almost slice my thumb off every time I use a knife. I don't think I should have a blade near my eyebrows. I went through a phase of um, shaving. We off don't don't that's not talk. We shouldn't talk about that phase. I'm just saying that's proof that you're right to not want anybody with a razor near your eyebrow. Um, you remember how like we didn't talk to each other for the first six months that we knew each other? Yeah, that was that why? a good twenty five percent of the reason why. That's fair. Like I, I liked when you did your I liked when you like did your look and you and like you put your eyebrows in but like when you I lived with you so like obviously you didn't have a full face of makeup on all the time and every time I saw your half eyebrow I was like what is wrong with this child um, and now I know you know what's wrong with answer. me now I'm I learn a new thing every day but at least <laughs> I have I have some more answers than I did before at least I'm funnier now yes okay. Season one. <laughs> Season one. So to lay a little bit of the groundwork. Um, also, we're going to be spoiling things. But also, season one came out in 2019. And if you've been on Twitter for more than two seconds, it's been spoiled for you. So this is your warning. Uh, get over it. Uh, so it stars Zendaya. She is the main character narrator. She's 17. Mm-hmm. Right, I think. They're junior, so yeah. Yeah. Um, a drug addict who, at the start of the series, had just come back from rehab. And uh, hijinks ensue. Also, I don't like that they haven't picked where the show is set. I have a theory that it's set in Florida, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Florida, and I feel like that would just be talked about a little bit more. They have, yeah, that's fair. I didn't know they. I was wondering that when I was watching season two, um, because I was like, oh, where is it set? And I was like, oh, it must be California. They haven't picked where the show is set. I that I don't think it's they haven't picked. I think it's an intentional decision to leave it vague. Ah, I just assumed it was California to be honest. Well, it's filmed in California, so that would make sense. But no, it's like intentionally I mean the town is called East Highland you can't get less specific than that true 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 um but yeah it's in kind of a small town next to quote the city which is my least favorite part of things because at least say say it's a city nearby the only city that gets mentioned um, is Tampa, which is half the reason I think it takes place in Florida, because um, what happens is Zendaya Rue, that's her name in the show, uh, goes to buy drugs from the local dealer. And um, he's like, do you want to try something new? And she's like, I don't know, what is it? And he gives a whole explanation. Then he says, it's huge in Tampa. And unless they're in Florida, why would this girl care about what drugs are big in Tampa? Because if they said Miami, yeah. I'd kind of get it. Because Miami's a big party yeah. thing. But, like, Tampa. I was going to say, maybe maybe Tampa's a big party city. But, like, also, I've been to Tampa. It's, it's not. Yeah, and Miami Tampa's is like right a place there. I'd go if I went to retire. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. And, like, no offense. For the most part, I don't think um, teenagers are going after old people drugs to, to have some fun. Yeah. You know? 
Well, that's how it starts. Yeah, you definitely... Well, I guess old people are on a lot of pain. Not the point. (laughs) Move on. Uh, So, Rue is... Has a little sister and a mother and a father who died, uh, I think, four years before the series starts. He died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has a friend named Lexi, uh, who has a sister named Cassie. And I always forget that they're sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not... I, I have a. I don't know if everyone in the series has been friends since they were kids, but um, Rue and Lexi have been, and I would assume. Yeah, that was one thing that confused me when I was rewatching season one. Was like, how, how, how like how big this town was and how they knew each other because they talk about how. Oh, uh, if I can find the note, I'll 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 read it. But basically, they talk about how like Lexi and Zendate, like Lexi and Rue have known each other since they were children. So obviously Rue would have known Cassie. And then Cassie's best friends with this girl named Maddie. And like, so would they have, like how long have Cassie and Maddie been best friends? And then they talk about this other girl that Cassie and Maddie are friends with, Kat. And Kat used to date this guy named Daniel, but then when they were in like sixth grade, right? So obviously they grew up together, but then Daniel introduced himself to Cassie in a later episode. But like you would have thought they all knew each other because they were in this little circle of friends. Yeah, it's I also have a lot of questions about. Uh, so in the first episode, Rue has just come out of rehab and she went to rehab because her sister um, saw her passed out dying from an overdose on the floor and like. Is that how everybody learned that she was doing drugs? Because if that's how everybody learned how she was doing drugs, nobody in the entire town, save for obviously the person, I mean, obviously I assume the person who was supplying her with drugs knew, but um, can nobody in the town tell when somebody's on opiates? Because that's not how people act. That's just not how people act. Um... And if you, I'm just saying, her mom seems like a very nice girl, and maybe mm-hmm. she thought something was wrong, and to be fair, Rue has a lot of mental issues, so she's always been kind of weird, but um, kind of weird and actively abusing opiates, I feel like, is a little bit different in personality, and um, I just have a lot of questions. Oh, and then like, um, and then there's this other guy named Fez, and he's the local. He's he's the he's one half of the local drug dealing duo, and like how long? And like, but like Rue and Fez are not like not just like drug dealer and client, like they're friends. But like, how long has she known Fez? Does everyone else know Fez? Is everyone homies with Fez, or is it just Rue? Kind of, because in the first episode, you see, uh, it also seems like Fez kind of runs the local convenience store. So I would yeah. imagine everybody's been there at least once. Like everyone, yeah, I'm sure everyone's run into him. But like, are they are they such good friends because she buys drugs for him? So they just spend more time together. Were they probably friends helps. before the drug? Like, I just have a lot of questions. And I want to like, know also, Fez's whole life. I love him. In a town that small, there's no way the cops don't know that he's dealing drugs. Like, yeah, like seriously. 
there's a whole thing where the he you know gets told on by the police i think that's season two but like there's a whole thing where he gets told on by the police and like um if the town is as small as they make us want to think it is there's no there's no way there's not you know a cop with a heroin problem who's there you know making sure his dealer doesn't get put in jail because he'd be in a bind if he did but also like in like later i think this is also season two but like they have to tell their parents who Fez is, like Nate's dad specifically. It it has to be explained in detail who Fez is. So like, and like if it was, and like uh, not every kid tells their parents things, but like, again, if it's that small of a town, your parents would know who the local drug dealer is more than likely. Yeah, or at least they'd know Fez by, oh, he runs the only convenience store that we've ever seen come up in the show. Yeah, yeah. Also, his anyway. name is Fez. How can you forget that? <laughs> Excuse me, his name is Fezco, okay? Uh, yeah. Get it right. Give him his, his Bible government Christian name. I don't think that's his Bible government Christian name, Kalina. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his Bi- Bible government Christian name is something boring and white. Uh, my Do you think Ashtray is, that... is, is Ashtray's Bible government Christian name? Um, yes, because remember his mother left him, so <laughs> that's his name you now. Know, that's true. That's true. He, that's what I was about to say. That legally, that's that kid's name because no one knows what his actual <laughs> name is. <laughs> anyway, that's all later. Season one. Um, season one. I took the notes. First... I'm gonna give you. I I think we can. We're gonna do a. We're not gonna give a detailed recap, but I took notes to kind of keep us on on track. Oh, um, we're doing a great my, job. My, <laughs> my first question. My very first note is: What character do I remind you of? Now that we've watched as much as we have. Um, I always have trouble with that because, uh, you don't remind me of, like, one specific character. And also, it's very hard for me to kind of divorce the, the full-on, um, d- drug use. Drugs? <laughs> okay, um, well, take your pick. Pick three, I guess. Well, I see a lot of Faz and Rue in you. Uh, Rue mostly the way that you dress, um, and kind of your... I don't care attitude, but your I don't care attitude isn't because um, all your brain power is going to hide an opiate addiction. <laughs> okay. Um, I just like that. Yeah. And then Fez, because you and Fez talk the same, and I think um, if you were a drug dealer, you'd be one with a heart of gold. Aw, thanks, Eleanor. You're so cute. I don't know if that's a compliment. I'm going to take it as one, because I okay. love Fez. And also, I t- we, Eleanor and I took um took quizzes, and I got Rue as, as my... It was mm-hmm. we took um, a which euphoria girl are you specifically and I got real. So it was a BuzzFeed quiz, so like no, you it was put... a you quiz. Oh, it was. I I knew that. I trust those you quizzes. Um, but I I think mostly Fez and Rue. I agree. What, um, what for, about me? For Eleanor, I think um Jules and then Cat Cat mostly. Because of her, like, Kat's got a, she, like, puts on a production for her appearance. <laughs> and, like, she always looks, like, I think she looks really good all the time. I think, I think in, like, I didn't only notice this in season two, but all of season one, I don't think you see her without makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, her, the way she puts her looks together reminds me of Eleanor. And then some of the, like, Kat's, I think, is insane, as we'll get into later. And I don't think Eleanor is insane like that. Um, but some of the things she does, I'm like... That sounds like something Eleanor would do. She was having a bad day, maybe, but mostly Jules. Okay. Um, speaking of Jules, I actually got a question. So Jules is the new girl in town, which mm-hmm. also, if the town is as small as it is, they wouldn't be welcoming 
to a new. I just. I have oh yeah, we should probably run through all the people. I started to, and then I got distracted. Um. So Jules is a new girl in town. Um. How long did it take you to cop on that Jules was trans, or did you know coming into the show because you knew about Hunter Schaefer? Um. That's a good question that I need to now dig into my brain to remember. I don't, I think I had like, I think I knew there was a trans person in the cast, but I didn't know who they were playing. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, but I don't, but if I remember correctly, I don't think it took me past like the first episode to put two and two together. Because one of the first times we see Jules on screen when she's not just riding a bike, is her injecting herself with hormones. And I saw a lot of tweets, and by a lot, I mean, I saw one TikTok making fun of these tweets that they were like, oh my god, I can't believe um, this show, like, doesn't make her being trans a focal point. And, like, it's not a huge storyline, but it's not like they they do anything. It's not like they gloss over it. Yeah. Okay, I was just kind of curious as the cis person in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, anyway, the best description ever of Jules is that Fesco saw her and then told Rue that they would be friends because Jules was dressed all Sailor Hey! Oh my god. No, this is me and Eleanor. Okay, here. I'm gonna set the scene for you. I am Rue. You are Jules. Fez is this man named Tommy who lives at the radio station. (laughs) (laughs) And Tommy one day was like, hey guys, I had a radio show with someone else. And Tommy was like, um, that Eleanor Chicks, I don't know why Eleanor had come by, but he was like, that Eleanor Chicks seems really cool. You should bring her and you two should do a show together. And now look at us. Four years later. Was he right? Unfortunately. Will I tell him that? No. <laughs> Never. Never. Um, so, Jules was kind of already, ha- also like, I don't, because Rue is kind of not really friends with anybody. Except for Fez. So she's not really friends with anybody at school. But, like, also, everybody else is, like, one kind of... Gr- I just... I have a lot of questions about, I think, like, how I think they- everyone's friends with Rue, if that makes sense. Because, like, she and Lexi grew up together and they're best friends mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think everyone is friends with Rue, but I think Rue started doing drugs. And, like, when you're in high school... No offense, if I had a friend doing drugs, I had other things I gotta worry about. So, like, that unfortunately cannot be my priority. <laughs> That's fair. So, like, like we're still homies, but, like, I'm not checking up on you as much as I might have. That That's fair. And everyone thought she died. That, you know what? That's a good one. Um, also, I, part of the reason I thought that this place take, this show took place in Florida is because of the character BB. And, like, I can't really provide more context about that. But I've been to Florida, and I saw BB on the screen, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, BB BB is the girl who's with uh, Maddie and Kat sometimes, who has, like, two lines. I can't stand her. Yeah, but, like, she definitely lives in Florida, right? She definitely lives in Florida. No, you're right. That's (laughs) that's fair. Um, If you drive down the road, you'd probably see about 15 of her, so... Oh, I love her. I think she's the funniest person in the entire show. I would like to clarify, I'm from Florida. We're not just making fun of Florida, because we can yeah, we have a license. I'm, I'm from there. It's whack. I'm very <laughs> proud to be from Florida, but I think it also explains a lot of things about me. Mm-hmm. Eleanor's from Arizona, so I don't know if that's much better. Oh, not even a little bit. 
Um, one thing I, I like, I'm just skimming through my episode, my season one notes here, is you talking about how Rue is the main character and the narrator, and she admits that she's an unreliable narrator, which I think comes into play later. Okay. Um, because it's kind of like, she says, she, but in my first note, in the second episode, she, this is when she brings up she's an unreliable narrator, but she also seems like she knows everything about everyone because she is, again, the narrator. But she, she like, every episode, like, the opening focuses on a different character. So I think it's, like, Rue first and then maybe Nate and then Cassie or whatever. Um, it's um, <clears throat> Rue, Nate, Kat, Jules, Maddie, uh, McKay, Cassie, and then Rue again. Uh, and she, like, gives you insight into their inner thoughts and, like, their their life and like even if they all grew up together she gives you insight into things like you wouldn't they wouldn't know just from growing up together so i wonder what makes her unreliable because she's both unreliable and omnipresent well i think the kind of like startup narration is a little bit different than the like in episode narration if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um also um i I really like like how I think in a lot of shows where they do narration, it's like, you know, the narrator from the future is coming in to, like, explain everything. But it kind of sounds more like uh, Rue is just explaining everything as it's happening with everything that, like, she's not really coming in with a lot of future insight, if that makes sense. I was going to say a little bit of the opposite, because there's a few times where she's narrating. And, like, like I think in the first couple episodes, before she had met Jules, right, she's narrating, and then she goes, but I hadn't met Jules yet. And then I know in, a little later in season two, I noticed this, is she was like, Jules was doing this, and then half, and she was like, Jules was, and then she stops herself, and she goes, actually, I don't want to talk about what Jules was doing, and then she moves on to someone else. So I do think it's a bit more, I don't think it's, like, years and years in the future, but I do think it's, like, post what we're seeing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot about the whole. But yeah, it's not also, like it's not like it's an adult Rue coming. No, back. yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's like very far removed from the situation. Uh, I like how we've been talking for thirty minutes and we haven't even. <laughs> okay, so um, season one recap: You got Rue. She's the main character. She's got a sister named Gia. Who's a couple years younger than her. Gia found Rue overdose. So when we come into the show, Rue is coming out of rehab from her overdose. Rue's got a mom. She has a dad. She had a dad, but he's dead. Rue's best friends, childhood best friends with this girl named Lexi. Lexi's sister, older sister is Cassie. Cassie's best friends with this girl named Maddie. And they're also friends with this girl named Kat. Maddie is dating this crazy man named Nate Jacobs. Nate Jacobs is best friends with this guy named McKay, who's off to college now. He's in his first year of college. And McKay started dating Cassie, who, again, is Lexi's sister. And Lexi is Rue's best friend childhood best friend and then rue gets drugs from the local drug dealer named fez who has a uh, a quote-unquote little brother named ashtray and fez sees this girl named jules riding her bike and she's new in town and then rue and jules meet at a party i believe yes i think that's everyone important oh and then nate's dad also comes into play later remember yes that so perfect um the party is so, actually, in the very first episode, Maddie and Nate had recently broken up, which I would have to assume is not their first time breaking up. They are not oh, yeah, Matt, each other. 
Yeah, Maddie and Nate are very volatile. They're both like on and off just every five minutes, pretty much. Everyone knows that. Uh, they're both a little bit crazy, but uh, Nate, I would argue, is crazier. He's clinically insane. Mm-hmm. Um, at the party, a lot of things happen. Jules goes to the party uh, after having a uh, grinder hookup with some guy in a motel, which don't do that. Especially don't do that if you're 17, but, like, don't do that. In general, it's, like, probably. her first night in town or something. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one her of first them. night, like, doing something in town. Yeah. And, um, at the party, it's at McKay's house, and a lot happens. He and Cassie. Also, before the party starts, it's McKay, Nate, and a bunch of other boys just in a room with their shirts off. And do boys hang out with their shirts off like that? Um, actually, back to your Florida theory, that might check out if they live in Florida. It's a little warm. <laughs> See? Um, and they're talking, and uh, McKay and Cassie have recently started dating. And Nate uh, very, very eloquently and delicately asks if they've had sex yet. And that devolves to them looking at one of uh, Cassie's sex tapes and some nudes. And I'm not convinced Cassie knows they're out there, which I didn't love. No. And then after the party, they try to hook up and McKay kind of emulates what he saw in the video. And Cassie's like, um, maybe don't do that. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And he's trying <laughs> to act like he, like he, like he's, he, he's basically acting like he never saw anything. Mm-hmm. And Cassie's like, that's weird. Anyway. McKay's like, I know you like that. And Cassie's like, how? And McKay's like, um... Intuition. I'm am so I right, though? <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, they make up. And Cassie's like, maybe ask before you start doing weird things to me. And McKay's mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Maddie and Nate are kind of in a pissing contest to see... Mm-hmm. um to prove who doesn't want the other person more, even though they both it's they both equally want and don't want each other. Everyone's winning and losing in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I will argue that Maddie wins because she ends up yes. just having sex with some guy in a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that guy loses. Later. Overall. Big time. Just, yeah. um, and then uh, Nate gets upset because his ex-girlfriend was having sex with somebody which like i would just be more upset about all the kind of body fluids that are happening in the pool but that's not why, that's Jim, what not I why was nate is upset it like it does not seem sexy or comfortable or i would like not if someone if someone proposed like because maddie told the guy that if someone proposed that to me i'd say no i'd be like this, I, this we gotta we gotta cut this off here i'm sorry mm-hmm. also nobody else was swimming so like yeah, I also found that unreal, like unrealistic that there was not a single other person in the pool. Especially if, as the show, uh, it, it, as we've decided that the show takes place in Florida, people will be swimming. Because mm-hmm. it, uh, we should mention it. It's like right before school starts, so it's what August. Yeah. So it's it's toasty. Yeah, I think um, it's like a back to school, and then like I think they're throwing it at, like McKay's house, so it's like before he goes off to college kind of party. Yeah. Um. So Nate's all grumpy because uh, his ex-girlfriend was having sex and he goes into the kitchen 
and everybody leaves the kitchen except for Jules, who was just minding her own business. And Nate's like, who is this? And she's like, I'm Jules. And then Nate is like, does anybody know who this is? He's like, on one. And, um, and then Nate, I don't, he's just super angry at Jules. And then Jules, uh, what did she do? She like breaks a glass bottle. No, she grabs a knife from the kitchen and starts to threaten him. And he's like, whoa. And then Oh, that's Jules, what that nut was about. No, you keep going. I um, I didn't. I apparently didn't start taking notes until here because my first my first note after my question was you got to out crazy the crazy and that oh, was that yeah. was what I was talking about. Um. Yeah. Then she cuts herself and then she's like, "Don't mess with me because I'm insane." And Nate is like, "You know what? Yeah, you are. I totally agree." Uh, Listen, if someone's acting insane, you act more insane, and they will probably back off. Mm-hmm. Unless then, they're genuinely insane, and then then you're you're sol, but you gotta you gotta go. There's definitely a fine line, but like for the most part, Euphoria is just seeing who can out crazy each other. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Nate or no, sorry, Jules and Rue finally meet, and they're like, "Oh my God, let's be best friends." And then, uh, the party's kind of over because you know some crazy new girl that nobody knows cut herself in the middle of the kitchen. So, I mean, understandably, that would be a little bit of a bummer. Um, and Nick goes home, and guess guess what happens? I know you know what happens, but guess what happens, Colleen? Oh my god, Eleanor, what happens? I have no idea. This is, I'm so, I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, Nick comes home, and his dad is the person that Jules had sex with. Oh my god, that's ins- oh my god, mind-blowing. Yeah, that's, uh, I, stress me out. The first out. time I watched that, my I was like, "This is definitely going to be what the whole series is about. This is definitely the biggest thing that could happen right now." Not even it's it like a minor plot so point. quickly. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I the minor plot point. I it should be it should be a big thing. I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, Rue. So Rue and Jules go home after Jules pulls her stunt at the party. But, like, they, they had met, like, they had talked for about 30 seconds before Rue was like, Can I come to your house? And Jules said yes. So, like, like we've already seen her grinder hookup. So we know Jules is not. There's, yeah, there's a very big lack of learning about stranger danger. Best <laughs> judge of character. Um, also, as Eleanor mentioned earlier, Rue's got some mental problems, and there's a scene in, in the first episode where she's, like, counting the lights, the squares on the lights, and her mom kept, like, interrupting her, and that sh- uh, stressed me out so much. Oh my god, that's stress Because Rue's, like, looking up at the ceiling, counting the lights, and her mom's like, Rue, Rue, look at me. And, like, you can see the number, and then after she looks yeah. at her mom, she has to start over again. And I was like, and dude, Rue's just let like her finish. And counting out loud, and her mom's like... What are you doing? Look up. You can see the squares. <laughs> and, like, it wasn't even, like, older, Rue. It was, like, younger. Let's probably say, like, I don't know, maybe 11-ish or something like that. Maybe younger. Yeah. But younger, Rue. I was like, just let, let the kid, it's not like she's causing trouble. Let her finish going. Yeah, if she's not sitting there having a breakdown, which um, it sounded like she was really good at, let her, let her count things. Mm-hmm. Also, I said that I thought we gave off a Lexi and Maddie or a Maddie and Cat vibe. Um, because I don't understand how any of th- those two people are friends. Mm-hmm. Maddie and Lexi especially. Like, I know Maddie's best friends at Cassie, who's Lexi's sister, so that makes a little bit more sense, but, like, they seem like they're, they're friends okay on their own. Yeah, like, I've met teenage girls. Their biggest, um, you know, 
pastime isn't becoming friends with their friend's siblings. No. Usually you try to stay away from your sibling's friends. <laughs> also, And your sibling, just in general. Um, also, not... Oh, I... I wrote this, but I think I wrote it wrong. But Kat, um... Kat, like, talks a big game, but Kat turns out to be a virgin, and then she loses her virgin in this episode, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the guy that she slept with looks like the guy from that show Kicking It that I used to watch with Leo Howard. But not Leo Howard. There's this red-headed fella named Dylan, I'm pretty sure. I think the character's name is Dylan. And he looks like him. And so it took me... Oh, is it the guy time... from Austin and Alley? Do I look like I've seen that show? I don't know. Um, but every time I see this man on screen, I have to like I have to overcome that mentally first. Okay, it's not the guy from Austin and Alley. But it kind of looks like him, right? A little bit, yeah. Um, I just feel like if I were Kat and I, you know, waited to the big old age of 17 or 18 to have sex, which, like, th- that's, you're still a child, I would at least pick somebody cute. Oh, yes, also another minor plot. No, you know what? It wasn't Jules' Jules's first night in town. Because Jules and Kat are friends because they went to yeah. summer school together. It was her first night, like, not having summer school, I would have to imagine. It yeah. was, like, her definitely her first big party. No, I just meant the grinder thing. It wasn't like she just showed up in town and that was the first thing she ever did, thankfully. No. But it sounded so. like it was her first grinder hookup in the... No, actually, no, it didn't. That girl has just been out there yeah. grinding up a storm. Yes. Also, unrelated, but Rue was wearing this, like, cut-off, long-sleeve shirt and shorts, oh, and she God. looked, and looked so, good. so good. So good. Zendaya's character, Rue, just kind of dresses like... My dream. It's my dream. Like a dad who gave up, but in a sexy way, which I know is a horrible way to describe it. It was a hot dad. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> definitely a, a hot dad that gave up. <laughs> Anyway, that's a season. That's episode one. Episode yes. two focuses. So episode one focused on Rue for the most part. Episode two focuses on Nate. So the opening is like talking about when he was when he kind of became who he is because Nate sucks. Mm-hmm. And like, and he his, has a and lot he's, of he's anger. Star football player. So you're kind of like getting in some insight into this. I think this show is filmed wonder. It's just beautiful from a cinema it cinematography so perspective. Pretty. And there's a shot of him. Of young Nate spitting into the sink, and then he stands up, and it's older Nate standing in the mirror, which was just genius. And this is when Rue brings up the unreliable narrator, and I was like, well, she kind of seems to know everything about everyone. But also, mm-hmm. the my other question was, how much of what we see is Rue, like, is true, and how much of it is Rue's interpretation? Because that's that's kind of what I meant. I feel like um, kind of the. The biography part of every episode, because uh-huh. mo- most episodes have a little blurb about somebody. I feel like those are more like she's not really being an active. I, I don't know. It's I feel like it's it's different because yeah. in the little biography, she's literally just saying the facts. But then during the actual, I, don't know, I guess the actual content, she's more telling a story, uh-huh. if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Because I feel like everything, at least she says in the little beginning parts, are is is true because so it helps. That's fair. So also in this little this little like background of Nate, um, Nate discovers that his father, who again was the man that Jules hooked up with 
has like has videotaped all of these encounters. He's had several. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like videotaped them all and keeps them on little CDs in his desk. So Nate at like age eleven figures this out. And in high school, Nate's the star quarterback, like Eleanor said, he's very angry. And then he goes and attacks the guy that his ex girlfriend Maddie had sex with. Mm-hmm. Like not not like not like fun kind of attack. Like no, like hospitalization, probably going to have to be put into a coma attack. Yeah, yeah. He just like just shows up at the guy's house, wait for us to come home, and I think he beats him with like a baseball bat or something. Uh, and then he like takes a shadow at the shower at the man's house and puts his clothes on and then leaves. Which like definitely not the first time that he's done this if he's that comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we kind of get the little you know little background about Nate Rue is back to this is the first day of school. Rue's back after you know her overdose, and she kind of like has a bit of a breakdown because this lady he, like that also that scene also stressed me out her her drama teacher was like asking her to go up on stage and talk about her summer and this was part of the reason i was wondering how much was her interpretation because in the scene there's like a spotlight on her and she can't see anyone uh-huh. and she's like freaking out and she's like i can't remember anything good about the summer because like to be fair the girl was in rehab so she's like trying to remember you know what happened and lexi over here is like people in the crowd making fun of her and she's like that's really messed up like you know and she goes to comfort rue but rue's like what we're just because we're childhood best friends you know blah 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 even though even though in the last episode lexi volunteered well not volunteered but lexi willingly peed into a into a bottle for rue because she needed clean pee but anyway oh yeah um, rue is not a good friend no she's um which I also, I did, I think Rue, I do appreciate that she's, it's not often because of the drugs, but sometimes she is very self-aware and she admits that. But it takes, it takes a while, not now, it takes a while for her to get there. But then Kat, who we recall had sex for the first time in the last episode, finds out a video is going around of that. And so she's oh like. God. The best scene that has to do with that is everybody thinks that it's her because nobody else has a bob that ugly. And the principal calls her into the office and he's like hey i'm kind of worried that um there's been talk that there's a video of you having sex and she goes what because i'm the only big girl in this whole entire school you think that just because i have some weight on and so does the girl in the video that it's me and the principal that's brilliant because the principal can't say yes i think it's you for other reasons because he's already been got and he's like well i guess you can leave now he was like, I just want to make it clear I have not seen the video. I don't, I don't know what you're talking, talking about. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think Kat is one of the smartest characters. Not like intelligence-wise, but she definitely um, She's a mastermind. Is, is very quick on her feet. That's, what, that's, what, that's why I thought she was like you. Because she masterminds things and just like, they might not work for her normally, but she's like, I'm going to make this work. Because like, after she finds out the things going around, everyone's talking about it. She denies that it's her, even though it is. But then she uses that, like, I guess, quote unquote, clout to become the new cat. And then also mm-hmm. starts to make money online as a cam girl, which she figures out she can do by accident. On accident. Uh, yeah, which is not... A, if you are under 18... Yeah. And honestly, even if you're newly 18... At least give it six months of thinking before you start doing um any sort of sex work. I won't say she was smart enough to like wear a mask. But like, yeah. I'll give her that. Make sure you understand the entire gravity of the situation before you start it. And don't start it when you're 17. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, we also learn that in season two, or sorry, in episode two, we learn that one of the first times that Rue did um, like hard drugs was uh, she took some of her dad's oxycodone. And I believe oxy is an, yeah, so oxy is an opiate. And uh, she's, it's a painkiller typically. And her dad was prescribed it because he was in pain from the dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And so we learned that she was like 12 or 13. She stole her dad's oxy. And so like, I just, I just, I, I feel like there's no way she at, thir- we've all been 13. You're not smart at 13. There's no way she was able to hide that from everybody in her family. Well, no, but I think, I know she had said, at least with her dad, after she had taken the drug, she was like, oh, he was too tired to notice I was high, and... Yeah, I feel like there was a lot going on, like, family-wise. Yeah, like, I don't think, um, keep this in mind, right? Her mother probably was, like, now supporting a dying man and two kids. So she probably didn't notice, or she was probably like, oh, it's just... She probably noticed, if she noticed Rue was different, she probably didn't notice enough. She probably chalked it up to, oh, the stress of her father dying. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else around Rue was a child. They were 13 like her, was her sister. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I, once I said that, I kind of thought about it, because... And then also, like, Lex, like, even if, like, let's say they went with Lexi's mom or something, as we learned, to, as we find out later, Lexi and Cassie's mom is also just not, she's not a bad, but she's, like, not the most present of people she's an alcoholic she she an alcoholic so there's that you know she probably also didn't probably had some other concerns you know mm-hmm. um but also in episode two jules starts messaging some random guy i think on the same on grinder yeah but she messages some like high school student and they're like talking back and forth and McKay and Cassie. Listen, I hate McKay. I just want to put that out there. I think he. I don't like. I don't think he's irredeemably awful, but like he's dumb, and she should break up with him. I think he's definitely like the most normal teenage boy awful, but like it's still awful. Yeah, and like he's a product of I think just very clear peer pressure and like family expectations, as mm-hmm. we learn. Like being friends with someone like Nate, who's awful and like very, but he's like Nate. Whether he was good or bad, Nate's very sure of himself and very mm-hmm. confident and kind of dominates things. So even though, also, I was just thinking this because I forget there's juniors, not seniors. Why is McKay friends with the junior? McKay off to college. And why I are you think, letting him I boss you Nate around? I think is a senior. Oh, really? I think Nate, Maddie, and Cassie are all seniors. And then oh. everybody else is a junior. Okay, that might make that makes slightly more sense. But anyway, why are you letting this man boss you around? But anyway, um, but well, I mean, um, they were also like friends on the football team, and Nate was the captain. So it's not like him kind of having the the quote unquote upper hand isn't new. So he's kind. Of, I have to imagine at, at least in sports, he's used to kind of taking orders from Nate. So it's not like Nate just woke up one day and is like, just start doing this, you know? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that were the case, though. Uh, I mean, definitely, yeah, but (laughs) at least in that one context, he has kind of the authority, too. That's fair. Um, But McKay and Cassie are, like, spending time together, and they kind of go back and forth. They're, like, really into each other and all over each other, or he's, like, complaining about the fact that she's all over him, which I don't get, because he's like, oh, my God, I love how much, like, they, like, love how, he loves how into her, into him she is. 
But then when she's into him, he's like, what are you doing this? But again, that's like the videos and like talking it with Nate, I think, being in the back of his mind, which is why I don't think McKay is entirely irredeemable. And then Rue, um, I think this is the first time she pissed me off, is she went over to Fez and Fez was telling her to leave the house because he had like his drug dealer coming over and she was like, no, I just need some drugs. And he was like, Rue, I will give you anything you want, but you have to leave right you. Just right now, I can't. Come back in an hour. Yeah. And she refused. So then this scary man named Mouse, who's got, like, the number 36 tattooed on his face three times, which, like, I'm all for face tattoos, but if you got to tattoo a number on your face more than once, it's stupid. <laughs> um, he gets, he, he tricks Rue into doing fentanyl. He doesn't really trick her. He, um, he, he, he oh, but forces her to. Coerces. It's on a knife. And yeah. he puts it up to her mouth. And he's like, you'll like it. And she's like, I don't think I will. But, like, when, when you have a knife with drugs that close to your face. Also, he kind of um, alludes to the fact that if she doesn't, he um, thinks she's super pretty. Which I'm sure he's saying for no reason. And not because he's he would um, use her body in any way if she said no. And not to a victim blame, but maybe she should have left the house when Fest told her to leave the house. I'm just saying... Honestly, I if, think Fez... If the chill... Is it if, great that he's a drug dealer? No. Does he have a heart of gold? And is he typically looking out for Rue? Yes. I said, um, this... he uh, The man is so chill and he's stressing out. If if someone that calm starts mm-hmm. freaking out... And, like, to be fair, it's not like Fez yells. Fez, keep, Fez keeps the same tone the entire time. But, like, he's very clearly stressed out about Rue being there and not leaving. That's a sign you should leave. Um, I do, I thought, I think Fez is a very well-written character. I find when they write quiet characters, because I myself am a quiet person, they have a tendency to, like, have them flip too quickly. So, like, if they're upset, they'll start yelling. And I, it it was, it's not just representation for me, but I think it's nice to have someone who's quiet, even when they're, like, no matter what their mood is, they're still kind of the same. Mm -hmm. And then... I also, ooh, I, I was on a, on a ball for this episode. I wrote that Nate is a very good example of performative chivalry because he, like, uh-huh. does things for Maddie that are very gentlemanly, but he does them more because he gets more out of playing the gentleman than he does for it than actually being one. Does that make sense? I agree. I think Nate um, has a lot of ideas about what a man should be, mm-hmm. but... Um, then his idea of what a man should it's clearly like modeled after his father and then when he was still like not when he was what like 11 or 12 he learned that his dad who he always thought of as a good man was Mm -hmm. um not and so i think he's still reeling from that and so he he's got like this idea of oh to be a man i have to be nice to a woman and i have to you know treat people right but then it's also like uh, well like also my dad can be out there doing whatever with teenage boys why do I have to be nice all the time why can't I give into my urges of wanting to beat people with baseball bats I think uh yeah and I think that this the fact that his dad has such a big secret one thing I, I think this is the only thing I do like about Nate is he is, no matter what, he is honest and he is always true to himself. He's a horrible person, but like <laughs> he's always, he's very upfront about everything he does. And maybe he's not, no, he's not advertising he went and beat up the guy, but like he's very honest about his intentions and why he's doing things, I think. 
Oh, you see also, this more later. This has only a little bit to do with what we're talking about, but when uh, Jules and Nate's dad are having their little encounter, um, Nate's dad is in the bathroom and Jules goes to um, look at his phone. I, I'm not really quite sure why, but there's a family photo as his lock screen and there's mm -hmm. definitely, it's uh, Nate's dad, Nate's mom, who they're married, um, and then three boys. And then we learn that Nate only has mm -hmm. one brother. I and I'm not sure that. if that's just because it's the pilot and they changed things after or if like, because I feel like if it was a dead kid or something, we definitely would have known about that by now. I don't think so, because later on, you see, because the, the way we find out it's Nate's dad is because when he goes home, when Nate goes home, you see the the photo that was on the phone framed in the hall. And like that photo that... sticks around. You think they would have changed it. Yeah. But also, I, um, questions about that. I think it's interesting that the photo, because the reason it's a surprise is because it's a photo of the kids when they're young. I think it's interesting his father has a photo framed of them. And I guess if they had a dead kid, that might make sense. But the photo he has on his phone is like young Nate and young his other son versus them at the age they are now, you know? Mm -hmm. Also, it's almost been an hour and we're only on episode two. So episode three. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> speed through this. Um, this episode. episode is about cat mainly, um, and it's kind of about about cat is a a bigger girl, as we've mentioned earlier. So this episode kind of talks about how she used to date this guy named Daniel, and then she gained a lot of weight on a family vacation because she found out she liked virgin pina coladas, which like that's fair. Have you ever had a virgin pina colada, or a pina colada? But like, have you ever had one? They're great. Um, and then so when she goes back to school, her middle school boyfriend Daniel breaks up with her. And then she writes a lot of fan fiction, which I'm not going to go any more into that than mm -hmm. we than, than that, because that's all we need to know. But she writes, she like becomes very popular online while she's becoming less popular in school. Which again, why is she friends? How is she friends with Maddie? Anyway, um, in the present, she starts to do her cam girl work, and she finds out she um, men will pay her to be mean to them, which like mm -hmm. I will say is the smartest thing ever. Um, because I I'd be doing that for free. Um, and then Jules finds out Rue does drugs and Rue's and she's like, I can't be friends with you if you keep doing drugs. And then Rue, who's been going to NA this whole time and pretending to be sober for 60 days, is like, she's going to NA and she meets this guy named Ali. And Ali's like, um, I know you're not sober. I don't know how you're going to stand up there and get a 60 day chip when you are probably sober for the last five minutes, if that. And then Jules again is talking to this guy. Oh, so Jules is talking to this oh. guy on the app, and then we find out that the guy is Nate. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so then she, I yeah, you go. That we found out like the same episode where they started talking. I thought they held off on yeah. that a little bit, but nope, they just at the very end of the episode, they're like, by the way. Yeah, so Jules thinks she's messaging this sweet guy named Tyler on this dating app, and then it turns out she's actually messaging Nate, and he's pretending to be Tyler. So then, um. She asks Rue to help her take some like artsy nudes, which like I don't know if that if my if someone asked me to do that, I I not even in a mean way, I just genuinely don't think I could help them. <laughs> but she asks Rue <laughs> to help her take some artsy nudes so she can send them to quote unquote Tyler, aka Nate. And then Rue steals pills from Jules' kitchen. Rue was trying to be sober for Jules, but then she steals some pills from Jules' kitchen. Maddie and Nate are back together now, and Maddie finds a bunch of pictures of men's um Eleanor, you want to take this one? They are very nice on the phone, but like none of them are his, which is the which is what's weird. 
Um, um, also, if I ever knew what somebody's appendage looked like well enough to see one single photo on a phone, I'd be like, that's not yours. Uh, unless it was a, just a straight up different skin color, I'd have to break up with them. Eleanor and I clearly have never been. I, I feel like that's normal if you've been in a relationship for a long time. Uh, no, I don't want to look at that. I do not want to see it. I don't want to uh, okay. know it well enough to be able to pick it out of a lineup. That's if fair. If you're That's white fair. and you have a photo of a black appendage. Well, I maybe it wasn't that they um, look different from his. Maybe it's they all look different from each other. And she was like, "That's whack." Okay, you know what? That that's fair. That then I would notice if they were all different. But also, like, I wouldn't look at them well enough. I'd be like, "Oh, I would have seen one and closed the phone." <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, Maddie finds all these pictures and she doesn't say anything to him about it, but she's confused. Rue and Jules argue because Jules is like, oh my God, I'm going to go meet Tyler. He's so sweet and he's uh, so genuine and he's definitely who he says he is, which we all know is a lie. And then um, Rue goes to Jules' house to apologize and ends up kissing her. I'm just reading the Wikipedia article at this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then she like freaks out because she's like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that because she doesn't know how Jules feels about her and kissing someone for the first time, I guess it's stressful. And so Rue goes to Fez <laughs> to go get drugs. Please Can you tell I've never kissed no. anyone for the first time? <laughs> Was that obvious? Uh, just a minor annoyance. Um, so then Jules goes back to Fez to get drugs. Which, like, I don't know if I would have gone back to his house after the last time. But Fez says, um, no. Fez is the definition of tough love. I think he's the only person who actually treats Rue how she needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rue is kind of like off the drugs and... And not not withdrawing, but she's like, you know, she's a little annoyed because she can't get any drugs. So then she, like, she, calls him all these names and tells jonesing. him how it's her. Huh? She's jonesing. Yes, jonesing. And she, like, tells him how it's his fault. She's addicted to drugs and he can't possibly love her. And then she calls Ali and she's like, yeah, I want to get sober. Because Ali said, if you ever actually want to genuinely be sober, you can come talk to me. So that's episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the end of the episode... Um... I don't know about Kalina, but uh, I I have had um, a drug addict in my family, and like it's a very good um, kind of portrait of of how they can act, and like I I, I think they they kind of portray Rue very well. Um, she's mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a good person at all times, but I think especially like how she acts when she wants drugs like i i think they they portray that very very well and like kind of the the insane levels of desperation mm-hmm. i um this is unrelated to what eleanor just said well actually i'll, I'll bring up, i have another point um one thing she says well fez says when when he tells rue to go away he tells her he, she's not he's not going to help her kill herself and then I love that he, like, love is doing, I said, love is doing what's right when it's hard and when it's not what the other person wants. And then one of the things Rue says to Fez is something about, like, how he has one brain cell or something from all the drugs he takes and all this stuff. And I said that Fez has a lot more, oh, sorry, she said he has seven brain cells, right? And I said, Fez has more than seven brain cells. They're just chilling. But, like, he has them. Mm-hmm. Whatever Rue is, like, struggling with the decision. So, like, um, I think one, when she mm-hmm. was struggling with the decision to steal the pills from Jules. That was the first time I heard it. And then it was again at the end of the episode. You played it again. But um, we're almost out of time still. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I could probably do a whole episode about that. I will say about the music. 
Oh, absolutely. The music, um, mm-hmm. for the most part, is chosen by the one guy. Um, not Logic. What's his name? Um, Labyrinth. Like he he is mostly in charge of the music, and it even though I think a lot He's of his songs are featured, you can definitely tell that he is like very in tune with mm-hmm. what needs to be played when. And I think also he managed to get like I, a Beyonce song. I think song. he is probably one of the best decisions to be put. Which I, my understanding is hard to do. Okay, it's been like and an hour, folks, and Ellen and I were like, "This gonna be a super quick recap," and then we spent half mm-hmm. an hour talking about ourselves. So I think we should do another episode, and we'll recap. We're I think we're halfway through, so we'll recap <laughs> the last half of the season one for you, and another one. Because <laughs> I think we've subjected you to enough. So, we will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this recap. Um, definitely not unabridged. Um, you don't even need to watch the show, I think, at this point. I think you could just listen to this, and then we will... You'll have everything you need. Exactly. Um, but uh, I have been Eleanor. I have been Kalina. And this has been Don't Quote Me On That. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.